Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it's impossible to please God because we must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I thank you for listening to this podcast, for being a diligent seeker of Jesus Christ, knowing that according to God's holy word, you are always rewarded when you seek him. He says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Anyone who asks receives. Anyone who seeks finds. And anyone who knocks, the door is open. So we open the door today to the Holy Spirit. We just say thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in our lives. Thank you for um, revealing Jesus Christ in us through, through your power and through your presence. Thank you for teaching us who you are, Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing us who Jesus is in us. What a beautiful gift the Holy Spirit is. And that really kind of leads me into my message today. And it's entitled, The Difference Between Doing and Being. The Difference Between Doing and Being. And I was looking at in the book of Acts, and actually in Acts, the first chapter of the book of Acts, Luke, uh, the physician Luke, who wrote in the the gospel of Luke, the book of Acts, and um, he he always wrote, uh, just as a good physician, he wrote very detailed accounts of everything. And I love the book of Acts because it's very detailed. And one of the details I missed out on was in Acts chapter 1, in verses four through eight, these are the what I call like the red letter verses of Jesus uh, speaking. He's recalling, um, uh, or the disciples are recalling the words of Jesus, and of course Luke is recording these this this recollection. And it's very interesting to me when I look at it again. I used to always I've taught for a lot many years that you know in John uh, chapters uh, fourteen chapters 15, 16, that, and then of course 17, uh, Jesus's prayer, that those four chapters are God's last words to his disciples before he goes to the cross. But really, technically speaking, his last words before he's ascended up to heaven are actually recorded in, in Acts chapter one and verses four through eight. And this is actually when he, because this is when he comes down, when he, before he's ascended into heaven, um, and after he is risen from the dead, he appears to, to 500 believers um, in, in, a, uh, in his state of being before he's ascended to heaven. And, and, you know, he's seen by 500, he's seen by Mary, you know, and he says, touch me not, you know, I have not ascended yet to the Father. But for 40 days, and just think of 40, such a significant um, number in the Bible. It's a number of testing, 40 days in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights, Noah's flood, it rained for 40 days. And for 40 days, he appears to over 500 believers before he is ascended, but after he is risen. 
So these words actually are his last words. It's amazing. I never really saw this before, before he was ascended to heaven and before he sent us the Holy Spirit. And here's what he says. Um, it says in, in Acts 1, 4, in being assembled together, think of that, when we assemble together, um, he, being assembled together with them, so he's with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but they should wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me. For truly John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost many days hence. And when they therefore had come together, they asked and said of him, Lord, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons, but the Father has put this in his own power. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be, you shall be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus says right here, in red letters that to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, which they would later receive. If you read on in, in, in Acts after that, you'll see that they did on the day of Pentecost receive the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit is available to us today by the same way, just by asking. Jesus' own words in Luke eleven thirteen. If you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you the Holy Spirit? Acts 2.38, Peter on the day of Pentecost, after receiving the Holy Spirit, shares the gift of the Holy Spirit for anybody who would want to receive it. In Acts 2.38, he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, talking about like the baptism of John, water baptism, and he says, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. In the same way that we receive as a gift the forgiveness of sins, and we certainly all believe that we're forgiven of all sins, past, present, and even future sins that we haven't committed yet, we're all atoned for 2,000 years ago on the cross of Christ. And his resurrection is the amen to that atoning sacrifice his resurrection and his life now that we live in him in the spirit is the amen or the evidence that we are completely forgiven. But the second half of the gift of salvation, the gift of the Holy Spirit is seldom received today or walked in or worked out by us believers. We have to believe that we have the Holy Spirit in order to be a witness I would say today, the majority of the church, and I've said this before, God has a remnant of, of spirit-filled believers. I think it's 10% or less than the church today that has, is actually understands what it means or is trying to understand what it means. None of us certainly, we understand in part, Paul says, but uh, one day we'll know in full, but we're trying to learn what it means to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And I think the difference today, what's missing in the church or the body of Christ today is simply 
the receiving of the gift and the walking in the gift of the Holy Spirit daily. Daily. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We have to walk in the Spirit. We have to daily renew our minds and who God says we are through our spiritual union with Him and understand what it means to put on the new man, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, and be renewed in the spirit of our mind day in and day out. It's amazing to me that, you know, the title of my message today is the difference between doing and being. Doing is a picture sometimes of the flesh. I had an inmate say to me not that long ago in the prison chapel, he said, yeah, I haven't been doing much witnessing lately. I haven't been doing, going walking around the compound and doing witnessing. And I said, well, good. God doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't want you to go about doing a witness. He wants you to be a witness. We were in New York City recently, a um, couple weeks ago, to watch our favorite player, Novak Djokovic, And by the way, thank you, God, for letting him win and to cement his place as the greatest of all time. This guy has been ostracized, criticized for his faith and for his refusal to let his body be his body and not wanting to take the the mRNA death shot. And he um, was was banned from playing in in, uh, tennis in, in 2022 and missed out and anyway i'm getting off track here a little bit but study what what's going on with him he's a believer he's an orthodox believer in christ and look what god uh talk about a picture of redemption man just look at his look at his look at my facebook posts about him and his videos giving glory to god what a story of redemption novak Djokovic is um but anyway i kind of got off track there and um The difference between doing and being is simply this. Being somebody who who can go be a witness is somebody who's filled with the Holy Spirit and and believes that they have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will never leave them, never forsake them, Hebrews 13, 5. And the difference, uh, where I was going with this was when we were in New York City, we were staying near Bryant Park there to watch the U.S. Open. And I saw a bunch of people going around the city with posters, walking through the streets and everything, and there were Jesus posters. And so this was great. I was so encouraged to see it. But they were going out and they were doing witnessing. And I wonder how many of those people be a witness when they go back to their office. They were A lot of them were dressed like they were doing this on their lunch break. They were doing witnessing. But being a witness would be what happens to those people when they go back to their office. And I don't know. I'm not judging. God will judge men's hearts. And I can only certainly work on myself. I'm the only person that I can change or allow to be changed of my own free will. But it just made me wonder, here they are going out at lunch and doing witnessing. And I'm sure many of them, maybe all of them, I hope all of them, were all... Were, were being witnesses too. They were not only doing, but, but being witnesses, meaning when they went back to their respective offices to do their jobs, that they would continue to be a witness for Christ in the way that they treated people in the, during the water break and, during, and whoever they encountered the rest of that day, 
they would be a witness. Being a witness is just knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in you and the Holy Spirit's purpose is to reveal Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 2, 7. And the way you treat people, the way you minister to people, the way you give to people, the words you share with people when you open your mouth, your resources you share, your time and your resources. Your time is your greatest commodity, your greatest blessing, your greatest gift. Who are you sharing your time with? Who are you giving time to? Do you give the time of day to anybody, to everybody who comes across your path? Every person that comes across your path today is that person that's beaten and broken and battered in Luke, in the the 10th chapter of Luke, the beat up man left on the side of the road. Really everybody today is beat up, broken, busted, and dusted by the dust of this earth. But we got to pick people back up. We got to pick each other back up. First and foremost, believers need to pick each other up. Pick up your brother. Pick up your sister today with your words, with your actions, and be a witness for Jesus. You shall be my witnesses when the Holy Ghost comes on you. Witnessing is something we do with our lives. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to close with this. Your life is your ministry. If you're going out and you set aside time to go do ministry and then you just go back into the world the rest of the time, maybe you go on a mission trip once a year to go and be Christ-like and then you don't live that daily, you're, you're, really, you're a fraud, really, if that's all you're doing. Be a witness. Great. Do mission trips. I think they're wonderful. Mission trips wake us up, Right? But our mission field is the world and that's wherever we go. When we go to get our mail and we run into our neighbor, speak a kind word to him. Give him, your, give him the mail that ended up in your mailbox. Walk over to his door and say, hey, I got some of your mail. Be God's messenger. Be God's postal carrier and bring them something more. Knowing that you have the Holy Spirit allows, allows him to do the work. When you go to share with somebody and you give them um, something to eat, you give them a cold drink of water. We invite every person that comes to our house, my wife and I always offer them something to drink, especially during the summer. It's so hot and everybody, everybody, I can't even think of lately a person who hasn't taken the cold drink, the ice cold Gatorade that we keep in our garage refrigerator, the ice cold bottle, bottle of water. And when we give them something, when we just give of ourselves and give them a drink of water. Jesus says, you will not lose your reward for giving a cup of cold water to somebody in my name. What happens when we do that is we see the Holy Spirit go to work. We don't have to say anything. We just give them that water. And almost inevitably, the living water that's in us, the Holy Spirit will do the work and the door will open and conversations start. Not every conversation goes deep into Jesus or anything, just words of encouragement are shared. And people experience Christ through that word of encouragement because the Holy Spirit's doing his work. Brothers and sisters, I tell you this, when you go out today knowing that you're filled with the Holy Ghost because God says you are, and if you don't know it, take this time right now and say, God, if this is true, if I can ask, you say in your word, Luke eleven thirteen, 13, 
that I can ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38, I can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I receive today, Father, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Fill me all the way with Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. You are welcome in my life. I think this is the part that's missing today in all of us, and myself, I would say for sure, is the ministration of the Holy Spirit, the forgotten third member of the Trinity. He's a real person, just like Jesus, just like the Father. And he is who we need today to show Jesus, to show off Jesus. All Jesus needs today is a body. And that body is you. Give your body as a living sacrifice today to the Holy Spirit and let him reveal Christ in you to whoever you encounter through your words, through your deeds, and through your presence. I thank you for listening to this message today and I thank God that whoever runs into you today runs into Jesus.